We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Jack Ramsey's After Dark. Danny Morang here. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Uh, if you're watching here live on YouTube, please click subscribe. Help us continue to grow the channel. We are blowing past 4,200 uh, subs already on our way to 5,000. So, again, thank you all for uh, another we're in November. Uh, October was one of our best months ever. Uh, we've been around for a little more than a year now, and uh, well, we just keep on growing. And that's because of you guys. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All that crap out of the way. <laughs> Uh, it's what, uh, near midnight, 1130 now, uh, following the Blazers second loss of the season, the Portland Trailblazers fall 111, 106, 111, 106. Yeah. God, I've been looking at box scores for, uh, too long tonight. Uh, Blazers fall 111, 106, the Memphis Grizzlies in what was easily the ugliest game so far this season. I don't think anybody's going to debate that in any way, shape, matter or form, uh, really disjointed, um, but very competitive. Uh, both both teams missing players. Uh, obviously, Damian Lillard not playing is a is a big one. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a big one. Uh, but it's still uh, a very well contested, if not well played, game. Um, let's kind of go through it real quick. The interesting enough, I I felt like the Blazers have been pretty poor in some of their starts. And I was uh, in between uh, uh, Nurk and Ant in post game. I started digging into some of the uh, the team numbers, just the raw numbers, real quick, just to kind of get an idea of like where are they actually sitting at right now? Because I hadn't really looked at, at quarter stats too much this season. Uh, well, you know what, seven games in now, and it's like you know how the Blazers played in the first quarter. They're seventeenth, twenty eight point three points per game. Uh, shooting 45% from the field, 37% from three, 78% from the line. Um, nothing there that was like, huh, okay, nothing really stands out. And they're tied for 11th at turnovers. So they're not turning the ball over a ton in that quarter. Um, they're middle of the pack, 15th literally for assists in the quarter. Uh, Rebounding-wise, I think they're also middle of the pack. Yeah, they're 21st, they're a little behind. Uh, but just in general, like it's okay. I guess if you want to call something out, 45% from the field in the first quarter is a little low right now. They're 20th. 
Um, but I think that has to do with some other teams just having very good starts. There's like, what, six teams that are over 50% in the first quarter. Um, for those wondering, no, the Memphis Grizzlies are not one of them. You'd think they would be after tonight. Uh, I think that, that the Blazers really just had some poor shot luck to start the game. Uh, they got they got the looks they wanted in the first. They went down, what, 14-2, 12 12-point lead. Um, they got the looks they wanted. Uh, Ant had a driving layup. Shaden had a driving layup. Nurk had a driving layup. Um, let me pull up the... Didn't have my other tab for the box score. The opening play-by-play in the first quarter starts with... <laughs> uh, John Morant makes driving layup. Jeremy Grant misses 21-footer. Uh, then there's a couple back and forth with some misses. Santi Aldama makes a dunk. Anthony Simons misses two-point shot. Shaden Sharp gets a rebound off a jaw miss. Then you get Aldama blocking Jeremy Grant. And then they go back the other way. A couple misses back and forth. Then Sharp gets his drive on uh, Stephen Adams. And... This was kind of interesting because Stephen Adams is a big dude and he contests really well. And I think Shaden Sharp was caught a little off guard just by how big Stephen Adams is. And gets bothered, missed a shot. But John Morant comes down, misses, or excuse me, makes a layup. Then they come down, Shaden misses a pull-up jumper. One, but when it happened, I was like, eh, you can get that shot whenever you want, man. But then there's some free throws back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Stephen Adams makes a shot at the rim. Then Stephen Adams makes the end one. And then... Shaden Sharp misses a running pull-up, and then John Morant, another jumper. Nurk gets a three. But you start going through there, and you, what I keep saying about the Grizzlies is shot at the rim, shot at the rim, shot at the rim, shot at the rim. And the Blazers, all of their shots at the rim really weren't there. And then there was a, a, a series for Nurk. And I thought, this is really interesting. Stephen Adams is on the floor, and they're kind of hunting Stephen Adams in pick-and-roll. And Ant and Nurk run a pick and roll with Nurk running down the channel. And Ant throws a crisp pass right by Steven Adams for Nurk for a dunk. One of the better pick and roll plays that I've seen those two guys run uh, against a a heady, smart defense in the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, turns into a, uh, like I said, a Nurk dunk. And then the next time down the field, uh, Nurk gets a pocket pass uh, from uh, Josh Hart on the opposite side flipping the, the side pick-and-roll, empty corner pick-and-roll, if I remember right. Uh, and Nurk completes an and-one. And you started to see the Blazers wake up a little bit, and then next time down, I think it was Shaden. Uh, the same drive that he had on Adams earlier, he did the exact same thing, except he just elevated higher, you know, like out of the contest zone. And I was like, oh, huh. Being able to do that, pretty impressive. But then it just kind of, I mean, you look at the, the chart after that, it just got ugly and muddy and nasty. And yes, I see everybody in the comments talking about the refs. The refs had a bad night. They did. But I don't think it necessarily impacted the game in the sense of deciding the winner or the loser. Overall numbers tonight, this game was super, super close. Um, total fouls for the Grizzlies, 19. Total fouls for the Blazers, 17. I was certainly confused by the uh, traveling calls on both sides. On both sides. Not even just the ones on the Blazers. On both sides. There, there were a couple on the, on the Grizzlies. I was like, we're calling that, huh? All right. Um, 
didn't see advantage disadvantage, which is typically how I want things called. Uh, it just eh, kind of whatever. But the bigger problem for the Blazers was the turnovers, and this continues to be a massive bugaboo. Uh, you had 14 turnovers from your starters alone, of which shout out Jaden Sharp, the rookie. Zero turnovers. Clean floor game for the rookie. He was the only only Blazer played tonight without a turnover. Uh, four apiece for Jeremy and Anthony. Jeremy had a night, and I don't mean that in an impressive manner. Uh, Jeremy was disjointed as hell, and here's the really impressive thing. He did not give up the ghost. He finishes with 23-5-3. He stayed involved. He turned down some threes. Uh, he finishes 7 of 18, which not great, but I think a lot of that had to do with his hesitation and his turnovers and just disjointed as hell. But he still found a way in the closing minutes to be a major contributor. He still found a way to be impactful defensively. He still found a way to – There's if there's one thing – I wanted to talk to him tonight, but honestly it got so late when I, I just decided, yeah, I'm getting out of here. It's 1030. <laughs> I'll be bluntly honest. I'll catch him when he comes back uh, from the road trip because I definitely want to talk to him. Uh, I mentioned this, uh, the Seattle game uh, in preseason. Jeremy came to the uh, the podium pissed off, and it was his first game for the Blazers. And like he didn't really show it when he got up there, but he was mumbling and irritated himself about, I think he had four turnovers that game. Just missing guys, bad timing. Da, da, da. You could see the frustration bubble up for him tonight. Uh, multiple times it led to some hesitation. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of develops. I asked Nurk about the defense tonight. And he had just been asked about the connectivity, and I kind of wanted to feed into that. And he says that they're, they're, they're getting there. And when you see he, – he didn't call out Shaden Sharp, but he brought up of – a point of in the first half with Shaden being such a young guy in game seven, he he was pu- pushing Jaw to the wrong side, let him get left as opposed to pushing him right um, defensively. And if you notice in the fourth quarter, they they funneled Jaw right defensively, uh, and I believe he went. Why did he go in the fourth quarter? I want to say he went one for five. Let me sort this real quick. Uh, no, I'm sorry, he went 0 for 6. They clamped the hell out of jaw at the rim. They didn't let him get to his right, that left-to-right split. Uh, they forced him right defensively, which is right to left, um, and made him go to his offhand because he torched them in the first half. Uh, and a big shout-out to Keon for uh, his defense in the fourth quarter, and that's why he ended up getting that run. Chauncey flat-out said he's playing well. You saw how he's playing. That's why he's out there. Um, but I don't want this to be like a, a Shaden kind of bash session. He's just a young kid going up against a superstar in John Morant. But Nurk talked about the whole idea of like just not knowing that and not being able to effectively communicate that and keep him on the same page and develop that and getting that chemistry and getting that going. But at the same time, like you saw when the, the changes and Keon even being a young guy, he was able to understand some stuff and, and kind of help them get back into it. And he's kind of leaned on that as a kind of a a team building notch. And that was the thing. And, and Chauncey talked about this. Uh, they had the last four days off, obviously uh, at practice was it Sunday. Um, they did like very, very simple rudimentary passing drills 
there were two things they worked on was taking care of the ball and in, tra- in transition. And tonight they were bad in both those spots. It's going to take some time for that. Um, Nurk hinted at tonight that he kind of screwed up sometimes. Uh, Ants kind of screwed up sometimes. The idea of maybe going for too many home runs with passes that has put put them in um, bad pressure situations. But they're trying stuff. As a, I, I'd rather, I think Chauncey feels the same way. The aggressiveness is fine as long as it's measured and done with intensity. And there's been some stuff tonight that, or there was some stuff tonight that was not done with that. And that is the thing that keeps lingering. Uh, Ant had a couple lazy passes. Nurk had a couple lazy passes. Jeremy had a couple lazy passes. And that's what they were. They're just not thrown with enough oomph behind it. Um, but also, you saw some tremendous passes. Uh, like I said, Ant had a couple where, you know, he ripped them by um, defenders to, to cutters for layups and dunks. Uh, Nurk had a cross-court rip that was just a dime to Keon Johnson. Didn't actually turn into a three, or didn't turn into a three, it turned into a shot attempt, but it was a beautiful pass. Hell, Nurk threw an outlet pass. I almost, right there on the spot, just almost crapped my pants. I, the third time I've ever seen Nurk throw an outlet, uh, outlet pass, like turn and Kevin loved that thing. It was incredible. Like, oh, I, I didn't know he could do that. I didn't know he was allowed. <laughs> it was, all right, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with there. Um, this is a long, drawn-out way of saying. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not too beat up about the game tonight. I think there's stuff in there that's not systemic, prob- like problematic issues. There's stuff they need to clear up. There's stuff they need to clear up. But I don't think it's something where I'm 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 not beating the drum like oh they didn't do this they didn't do this they didn't do this. You look at the fourth quarter, the second half. They won the second half by two points. The game and then they tied in the second quarter. The game was decided in the first quarter, and they need to. Execute better, take care of the ball. Uh, you look at the fourth quarter box score, obviously Ant was on an absolute bender. Um, Grant found his shot. They both got to the free throw line. Uh, Nurk struggled in the fourth, unfortunately. That was his worst quarter of the night. Got you know He grabbed some rebounds, four offensive rebounds, which was tremendous. Uh, but he was, he was 0-4. Keon, uh, after having a really good third quarter, ends up, what, 2 of 7 in the fourth quarter. So the Blazers go ten of twenty-five in the fourth quarter, and that was really the sign of the of the of the game is that they they created shots tonight 
that just didn't go, which is why I'm not really frustrated. And more than anything, going down 17, they didn't they didn't roll over and show their belly. They competed. I'm actually feeling a little bit like Johnson here in the sense of like it's it's an okay. Like it's there's stuff they still need to work on, but the competitive level never dropped out. It didn't. And you guys are noticing in the chat the Nurk did go three for three from three. That's a career high from Nurk too. So I mean, Ant talked about it uh, post game. He's like, "Listen, if he's wide open, he's you know got a good shot. Like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm okay with them taking with him taking those like the wide open shots. I think it depends on who's on the floor. Like, as far as if you're going down like the the pecking order of like available shots late in the shot clock, balls in Anthony Simon's hands, he can give it to a wide open Nurkic, or Ant can take a semi contested three. I don't think I've seen enough from Nurk yet to be like." Nah, I think I would give it to Nurk. I think I'd rather still have Ant taking that shot. But um, overall, I'm not I'm not too mad at this game because it's again early in the season, and there's just some stuff in there that's not really problematic just yet. Uh, individual nights, Ant uh, asked him about uh, his aggressiveness tonight, and he was the first to admit it. Uh, he's too passive. He was too passive. He waited too long to be aggressive tonight. And he goes, I just need to learn like kind of like when I need to do that a little bit better. Because uh, when he did, uh, he figured it out. He he said he in this late in the second quarter, he was uh, he made some bad choices. He knew what they were doing, but when he came out immediately in the third quarter, he's he said, I knew exactly what they were gonna do, how they're gonna do it, and I knew exactly how to I knew exactly how to attack them. That's how I'm gonna go. Um so, in the end, I can't really be too frustrated at it in Game 7. I just, I don't, I don't really think that's worth getting too upset about. Again, they're still 5-2. and two. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Um, I've seen a few people in the chat mention about Josh Hart, worst game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, it was Josh's worst game. But, I also think he brought the energy I, the 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 problem that I think Josh Hart had was some of the fouls, the disjointedness. Um, the Blazers got out in transition, but they just they struggled to convert. Uh, let me pull up their fast break numbers here real quick. I remember them being relatively relatively co- close. Blah. Um, yeah, nine points for Memphis, ten for Portland. Uh, points off turnovers, sixteen for the Grizzlies, twenty for the Blazers. Uh, blocks were close, steals were close, assists were off by one. The Blazers beat the Grizzlies up on the offensive glass. The free throws are the difference of one. They both made 13 threes. Uh, the Blazers got six more shots up. Like, the Blazers not taking care of the ball is the... Uh, is the one that really did them in. They could have won this game. And that's not even talking about like what they did in the fourth quarter. They just, that's the thing that I think they need to work on the most is playing a step slower because they're still, they, they can't rev it up just yet um, to get to that speed. And that's going to gonna take some time. If we're still talking about this at game 20, game 25, then is it's a bit more problematic. Then I'm probably going, uh, maybe they just can't run as much because they're putting themselves, they're digging their own hole sometimes. Um. Otherwise, I thought Nurk had a really good game. 
I thought Nurk was really effective with the physicality. The only time where he wasn't physical, there was a, a singular post up against Stephen Adams where he tried to back down Stephen Adams. And let me give you an update: you can't back down Stephen Adams. That's not a thing that happens in the NBA. <laughs> and Nurk was like, "Ah, screw! It. I'm gonna throw a lazy hook shot up." That was the only time where Nurk didn't really use his physicality tonight. Otherwise, I thought he was good on screens. I thought he dove hard. I thought he was catching on the move well, uh, finishing through traffic. I, I, I thought Nurk had a good game. Um, the only like, real criticism I had from him was a little sloppy on some of his passes. That's okay. That happens. Um, you go down the list. Uh, Justice, one of six. Shaden, one of six. Nasir, one of five. Josh, one of four. I mean, you've got one, two, three, four guys who hit one shot and took more than five. Well, Josh, four. So... What is that? Four for ten, or or four for twenty-four? I think is what it ended up being across those guys. That's tough. As a team, you shoot forty percent. the The Grizzlies shoot forty-six percent from the field and forty-six percent from three. You shoot forty percent and thirty-nine percent from the floor. The fact that you're in this game is actually kind of impressive. Um, but one of the things that I I did notice that even in a game this this disjointed and without Damian Lillard, without your lead playmaker, the Blazers still finished with 27 assists. This is a game where if they hit their shots, they beat the Grizzlies soundly, and they probably end the game with like 35 of 34 assists. Like, that's a real thing. And... That's something I, I I think if you're looking to take something out of this again, that's I thought Ant did a decent job of setting guys up. Uh, they had a lot of looks on the driving kick corner threes. I thought they did a relatively good job of getting their feet in the paint. Chauncey has just been belabored that to death. Uh, again, points in the paint. The Grizzlies forty four. The Blazers 40. When we're talking about a team led by John Morant, you expect that team to be a points-in-the-paint team, right? Because Jaw is just such a paint monster. Well, the Blazers basically matched them shot for shot. They they generated as many free throws. The Grizzlies 27, the Blazers 26. Like, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Uh, quick note on Shaden. He had his first rough night as a rookie. Like, a, an actual, like, real rough night where you're like, mm, that's okay. Desmond Bain does that to a dude. <laughs> just Desmond Bain and having to, you know, pick up John Morant at times. Like, that's that's just going to happen. Uh, do you think sloppy game was due to having four days off, maybe, Russ? No, I don't. I think it's just inherently they're sloppy right now. I think they're inherently sloppy just because of the timing and understanding. And Ant... Drove this point home to me on, on Sunday. Uh, I talked to him for probably about 15 minutes. Um, just kind of getting a feeling of like where things are at and where they are and what they're going through, what they're struggling with, what, where they're getting their gains, what are they building off of. And uh, he, he he told me, he goes, yeah, yeah, man. Like Figuring stuff out of who we are, where we are, where we're going to be, timing. Like, yeah, we're not perfect there yet. But he goes, there's there's a real problem with sloppiness, and we just need to dial in. And as much as Chauncey Billups drilled them on it and they focused on it, it's going to take a couple days. It's going to take a week or two to kind of 
continue getting through that. Like I said, if, if we're getting to game 20, 25, and this is still a problem, they, they just got to dial it back at that point. They got to dial back how much transition they get in because getting into transition and, you know, getting your floor balance out of shape and then not converting. And now you're got the opponent running back on you. You're just, you're literally just putting in steps on your, your pedometer at that point in time. You just got to be careful with that. Uh, other than that though, it's going to be interesting. The, I, I didn't, not that I didn't care a win or a loss either way. Wasn't going to change my mind tonight about what they are and who they are. I thought at times they did really well tonight. I thought they, they bottled up John Moran. He finished seven of 19. I thought the, uh, bench guys for the, uh, Grizzlies were really good, really good, timely shooters. Every time Portland looked to make climb into some little bit of rhythm, Conchar, Roddy, uh, Aldama's a starter, but he would knock down a three, and it was just like, for the love of God, please, can one of these guys not named John Morant not kill them right now? And I think you just got some timely stuff from... It's a very good Memphis Grizzlies team. And the fact that the Blazers didn't roll over to a team that was... I mean, I talked to guys who were on the floor and just kind of asked, you know, the physicality of the game. They said it's the most physical game of the season so far. Um, There's a lot of grabbing, a lot of pulling, a lot of bumping and banging. Just an ugly game. For the Blazers to keep their composure in the manner that they did and make this a game that could be decided in a couple possessions down the final two minutes after being down 17 and not really being in this game for a long portion of the game, that is a step forward. That is a step forward. For Anthony Simons to have the first half that he did to come out and have the half that he did in the second half is tremendous. For Yusuf Durkic to not let go of the rope. For Jeremy Grant to not let go of the rope. For Josh Harp to not really be impactful for a long stretch of the game. Not really be get out in transition. Not really find his flow and yet get that rebound off the missed free throw and kind of spark them and ignite them. Like That was the kind of thing that, that game 56 in January, you're like, those were, that's where those moments you build off of. And that competitiveness and that that part of everything, I think it's, I think this is a building block. Anybody who's been around for a long enough time or heard me, whether it's here or on the radio or on Outsiders or whatever, I am not a fan of moral victories. It's never, ever, ever been my thing. I allow for them, so to speak, in these instances like when you've got a new team or you've got a lot of young players or you're trying to integrate something new. Like it's there's just something tangibly different about a team. And I think that, that you can you can do that with this team for at least another couple weeks. And I think you can say this is a bit of a moral victory, but I don't think the players are really buying into that. As much as they can say the right things of like, hey, listen, sometimes you're just going to lose games. Sometimes you're not going to shoot well. You could tell it bothered them tonight because they were in the game at the end. And they knew had they not effed around in the first half that this is a game that was not only something they could win, but they should have probably won. I don't think this is a game that comes back to bite them. I think this is something they can build off of. Now, project forward for the next six games. It gets very interesting, right? You've got two games in Phoenix. Uh, Put a coin up in the air whether or not DeAndre Ayton is going to play. I I don't know. Um, From 
what I've been able to gather, I don't think Dame's going to play game one Phoenix. If things are tracking well, maybe game two. Eh? Wouldn't If I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet on Phoenix games. Um, obviously, Gary Payton is not going to uh, play on this trip, but maybe he's on the trip as part of a ramp up. Um, trying to think. Uh, other Oh, uh, I would imagine Trendon probably makes his return sometime during the road trip. Game two, game three, somewhere right around there. Uh, it sounds like he's getting ready to, to go. So that'll be good because I think Nurk's been playing some heavy minutes. And I, I think, honestly, the Blazers tonight, after that final stretch, they, they look pretty gassed. I mean, you look at the minutes tonight. And this is this is something that has been kind of true in general. Uh, Ant played, what, 39? Yeah, he played almost he played 40. Uh, Hart played 40. Jeremy played 39. Nurk played thir- almost 35. Shaden played 25, Justice 24, Keon 18, Nas 12, Drew 11. Um, getting Trendon back and allowing Nurk to dial his minutes back to 30-ish is good. Uh, keeps him fresher. Uh, looked like he was sucking air a couple times. And again, that's not a knock on him. It's just like 35 minutes for a seven foot, 300 pounder is a lot, unless your name is Jokic or, uh, Embiid. Both those guys are freaks. Um, but also getting GP back after the road trip, hopefully I still talked about that. Um, press release came out yesterday, right? Uh, I've, I've been pretty adamant about Thanksgiving ish. Uh, Chris Haynes said the earliest was what the 16th or 17th. Um, they come home for three games, and they go back out on another, on another trip. As much as they try to get him ready for that, they're not going to bring him. They're not going to bring any of these guys back unless they're 100 uh, percent. As it pertains to Dame and GP, Trendon, I think they're going to get closer to 100 percent for him, but maybe not 100. 100, he's good to go. Uh, but there's there's some minutes to be had. Everybody's kind of freaking out about minutes, 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 minutes. There's a lot of minutes up for grab. Josh Hart should not play 40 minutes. Anthony should not play 40 minutes. Uh, Shaden playing 24 is probably too much for him right now. Nurk playing 35 is clearly too much. Justice shouldn't be playing 24. Keon shouldn't be playing 18. Like I know Dame coming in here takes a big chunk of that. But also, it's very easy to scoop these minutes out and be like, all right, a little bucket over here for GP, a little bucket over here on a given night for Trendon, and voila. And you kind of find your way in there. So, um, Blazers lose, but it's not a bad loss. You, you cover up a 17-point deficit on a night where you're not playing your best. Uh, you find a way to compete. You play the way that you want to play. You get your points in the paint. You get out in transition. You know, they probably didn't force as many turnovers as they wanted to. Um, that's what's interesting tonight, talking about the turnovers. The Memphis Grizzlies only forced, you know, probably seven seven steals? Yeah, seven steals. A lot of the – it means there's 13 other turnovers that weren't steals. Ooh. Ooh. That's just that's, – there's a lot of sloppiness in there. So, um, that's stuff for them to clean up. That's an opportunity more than anything else, right? So, uh, if you're looking for something to be excited about, look for that on this road trip. Uh, obviously, the the big news uh, for us, if you haven't already, go check out the interview. Not big news, but the interview with uh, Lamar Herb we did yesterday was awesome. <laughs> awesome. 
Lamar's just he's too good of a human being uh, to accept uh, any actual praise. <laughs> but uh, I, I've seen a lot of people call it one of the best interviews we've done. Uh, I'd agree. Uh, Lamar is just that good. Uh, if I can, I'm going to try and get him back like once a month. Uh, but speaking of upcoming guests, uh, Casey Holdall is going to join us from the road. Travis Demers is going to join us from the road. Uh, and we are going to have Corey Jez, I believe, next week, uh, also while out on the road. So next week is going to be busy. Um, the other side of this is um, the watch parties. All of the road games this year will be uh, available for watch parties. So if you haven't already, uh, if you're watching live or you're watching the replay, uh, join the channel. It's free. It's easy. Again, it helps us grow everything. It's subscribe. Actually, subscribe to the channel. Join the channel. Uh, I think I've got it set at like a dollar ninety nine right now. Uh, I think it's the lowest price point I can set it at. Um, and that will get you into all the watch parties. Uh, I have once I move out into the studio, which I think I'm gonna do sometime on this road trip. Uh, <laughs> I will uh, grab some of the extra swag that I have, and I'm gonna we're gonna do some raffles for some stuff, uh, and then kind of go from there. So uh, for all of the members of Jack Ramsey's, uh, all the, the, the perks will start picking up here very quickly. We're also going to do some AMAs. And we're also going to do some uh, Jack Ramsey's members only uh, interviews and stuff. So we've got a bunch coming. Uh, thank you all so, 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 so very much. I appreciate you all. Um, enjoy this, 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 this Blazers team because it's fun. Don't get too beat up about it. Five and two is better than literally everybody would have predict predicted. Um, I'm not glass half full guy. I'm just saying, there's there's stuff to be excited about. Uh, I'll 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 bring the critical stick out when I need to. I don't think this is the night where I need to do it. Um, particularly because it's beating the same drum that we've seen for the first week or two with the turnovers. So uh, if we're still there at the end of this trip, it's still like a real bad thing. Then we can kind of belabor that. Uh, I do have the video. Uh, I got I got delayed on that. Uh, the video breakdown of uh, the defense so far. Uh, Tim asked, "Is there any chance of an interview with Brooke?" Absolutely. No, Brooke has told me she'll come on. So, um, my my hope is, is to get Brooke and and Kevin. I you know I want to get everybody on here. I, you know the, I see those guys and talk to them all every single game. So, um, other than that, I think we are good to go. So, uh, it's probably what midnight now. Yeah, right at it. So uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you all so, so, so very much. I appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Uh, like and subscribe. Do all the things you need to do for YouTube to help us beat the almighty algorithm. Uh, you can find us wherever you get uh, podcasts available. Uh, find the show at jackdramsies at gmail. Actually, email the show, jackdramsies at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at jackdramsies, at Danny Moran, and, of course, my co-host at Brandon Sprague. You can find him tomorrow morning, uh, 6 to 9, with his co-host Dirt on Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Also, you can find me and my co-host Dusty Harrow on 1080, noon to 3, also on 1080 The Fan. Thank you all so, so, so very much. We will see you guys for the watch party on fr Friday? Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday. It all blends together at this point. Uh, have a